Tell him that he's high and he's the highest. Let's worship him tonight and thank him and bless his name and worship him. Let's thank him for his wonders in our life, his miracles in our life, his blessing is in our life, his favor of our, our life. Let's thank him and bless his name and appreciate him and begin to thank him sincerely this evening and say, Lord, we are grateful. Thank you, Father, because you are good. There is nobody like you. None can be compared with you. Ancient of days, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we have worship. Let's ask God to bless us this evening. Let's ask him to bless us this evening. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and ask him to bless you this evening. Ask God to bless you this evening, that this will be a special time in the presence of the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to bless us this evening and make today a wonderful day for us in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, bless your people this evening and make this evening a special evening in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. God bless you. We welcome so many wonderful people here tonight. If you know you are wonderful, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord for what God has been doing in your life. Beginning from last Sunday to today, the Lord will continue to favor and bless you in Jesus' name. And this special service will be special for you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in God's house this evening? If you are happy, shout a thunderous hallelujah. I like you to listen very well. Romans chapter 9, verse 15 and 16. Genesis chapter 27, verse 3 and 4. Those are the two verses we are going to read. And the Lord will answer our prayers tonight. And we are going to be blessed in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 9. If you are there, you can put it for me. Verse 15 and 16. And Genesis 27, verse 3 and 4. Are we there? It says to Moses, I will have mercy on whoever I will have mercy and I will have compassion. That is favor on whomever I will have compassion. The Lord will have mercy on you in Jesus' name. So then it is not of him who weeps, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. This evening, the Lord will show you mercy. You are not saying me very well. Yeah. He will be merciful unto you in Jesus' name. 
and he will have compassion upon you. He will look at you with his mercy and favor in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, Genesis chapter 27, verse 3 and 4. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your griever and your bow, and go out to the feed and hunt game for me. Verse, verse 4. And make me a savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I died. Living to please God produces favor. When you are living a life that pleases God, it will produce favor. You know, one other fashion that we read in that Romans chapter 9, verse 15 and 16 says that when God decides to have mercy on you or look at you with pity, he will favor you. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And uh, what we can see in Genesis 24 verse 3 is that when you live to please him, he will shower you with his favor. And you know, everybody, they are looking for a way of pleasing the Lord so that the Lord will have mercy on them. And I pray that the Lord will have mercy on you in Jesus' name. I'd like you to know that when it comes to favor, it has to do with him that is better. The Bible says without contradiction, the less is blessed by the better. God is the one higher, capable of blessing you. And that same God will bless you wonderfully in Jesus' name. It is not of him that run it, it is not of him that will it. It is of God that showeth mercy. He said to Moses, Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 16 to 19, that's where Apostle Paul quoted. Exodus 3, verse 16 to 19, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause my goodness, my favor to go before you. He said, if you not go before us, how will people know that we are special to you? How people know? Then he said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. He told Moses that. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So it is not of him that runneth, neither it is of him that walketh, is of God that showeth mercy. In other words, when you're talking about favor, there's no yastic for it. It's about God that just desires to smile on you, have mercy on you, have pity on you, and he has to bless you. When it comes to candidate for mercy and favor, you'll be one of them tonight in Jesus' name. What we are saying in essence is that it's not about your face, it's not about your look, it's not about your running, it's not about your walking, it's not about your background, it's not about what you do. It's because God decided to have mercy on you. Okay, if the prerogative of mercy and favor come from the Lord, what are the things that attract favor from the Lord? We are saying, oh, pleasing the Lord. In other words, when God is happy, and God is the one that can decide, ah, I'm happy with you, I want to show it to you. Even men of substance, men that have money in this world, when they decide to favor you, there's nothing anybody can do against them. They will just decide to show whatever they want to do, and they will do, they will do it the way they like it. Mercy has no definition on this is how it should be. In fact, mercy can start all of a sudden and change your story just like that. Mercy and favor of God can just start from nowhere without any origin, without any reason. And we just come upon you like that because you please the person that wants to favor you. I was watching a clip about man of God that says people that were born in May should come out. And they came out. And he said, which one among you was born exactly the same date of mine? And one woman came out and said, sir, I was born exactly the same day among all those people that came out. And he said, are you married? He said, yes. 
do you have kids? He said, yes. He said, where is your husband? Your husband. He said, my husband is there. He said, call your husband to come out. Two of you talk. What is your greatest desire? You have prayed to have. You know, he has not discussed with anybody. He just, was just pleased that somebody is born on the same day with him. And they say, ah, we want to buy a land. They say, how much is that? They say, 5.3 million. He say, release the money to them. And they say, rolling on the ground. You know, somebody say, ah, what did he do to deserve that? What did he do to deserve that? You know, because favor flow when you please the person that is capable of favoring you. So we have to know how favor flow. And the favor of God flow also to those who that please the Lord. Without any reason, without any collateral, without anything. Favor just can just come in a day to you. And that favor will be more than one year's your work. There could be other people that are begging for money, but just try to favor them like that. And it happens like that most of the time with men of substance. If men of substance can just be happy at one moment and decide to favor a man, God can be happy in a particular time with you and decide to favor you beyond measure. I pray that the blessing that God will give you, money will not be able to buy it. I know you know now that there are some blessings that money cannot buy. There are some blessings that you know money cannot buy. And may the Lord give you that kind of favor that you are not only going to have money, you are going to have blessings that money cannot buy in the name of Jesus. So if you are going to get favor and blessings that money cannot buy, what are the things that pleases God? Number one of it is that you must accept what Christ has done on your behalf. Anybody that says that Christi, God will not be happy with him. If you are, not, you are saying, I don't care what Jesus has done, God will not be happy. You are accepted because of Jesus. You are not accepted in the family of God because of your character, because of your righteousness. You are accepted because of what Jesus has done. That is when Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 to 21 says, I am crucified with Christ. I show me Poma Christi. Everything he has done, he has done it on my behalf. You accept what Christ has done on your behalf. He said, the life that I live now, I live because of Jesus. He said, I do not reject the grace of God. That is why some people will reject the grace of God. They will say, eh, 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 eh. He said, Jesus, Jesus, now if Jesus does not mean much to you, you also will not mean much to God. Because I know some of you, you are pursuing God because of probably what God will hover. You are pursuing God because of probably what you are going to collect from God. You go for revival service and you just collect miracle and you disappear into the thing here. If they say do sacrifice or something, you just do it. You please him temporarily and you disappear. That is the kind of thing that you love. But you know, Jesus is the center of God's love. You love him, he loves you. You despise him, he despises you. You are only accepted because of Jesus. You accept it. I'm speaking to people that feel that they are more capable. They can produce their own holiness apart of Jesus. Jesus is the center of God's love. That's why I started with a man that said, how many of you were born on my birthday? As far as he's concerned, his birthday was important to him. And he was given that 5.3 million because of his birthday. You can't question him. He owns his money. He does what he likes with his money. So also is God. God said, this is my beloved son. In him, I'm well pleased. Hear him. 
We are accepted in the beloved because of Christ. If you are going to please God, your center point also must be Jesus, not any other thing. And I'm saying this with emphasis because there are a lot of issues and distractions in the body of Christ. Christ must have preeminence in your life or it take no place at all. If Jesus is not important to you, God will not look at you two times. Under the New Testament, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. is the beginning and the end. All that we do in Christianity now center around Jesus. Anything outside Jesus, the covenant of Jesus, will lead you to fall out of grace. You will not enjoy his favor. Another word for grace is favor. You will not enjoy his favor. Accept what Christ has done on your behalf. We help you. We help you. We help you to live in favor with God. Anytime you need that, anytime you are doing anything, Lord, thank you for what Jesus has done for me. I am safe because of Jesus. I am holy because of Jesus. I am a beloved child because of Jesus. I'm going to live long because of Jesus. I will enjoy prosperity because of Jesus. And I told you on Sunday that he died to remove your shame and guilt so that you can enjoy peace, love, and grace. The chastisement for our peace was placed upon him and by his stripes we were healed. Jesus coming into your life is not a religion. Jesus is the center of God's love so that your life can be attractive to God. Without Jesus, you are ordinary grass. With Jesus in your life, you are grace personified. Because Jesus will overshadow your weakness. He will look at your weakness and favor you. Because so many of you don't know what you carry that make God loves you. You accept what Christ has done and you are blessed because of Jesus. That is why as we are here today, you are not here because of me. You are not here because of the choir. You are not here because our keyboard is good. You are not here because we have a nice setting. All those things I keep telling you, they are ephemeras. The major center point where we are here is because of Jesus. We are celebrating what he has done. That is why Holy Communion is important. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Do it in remembrance of what I have done. Apostle Paul says, what I receive from the Lord, that also I share with you. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 24. Then the same night he was betrayed. He said, this is my body that was shed for you. This was my body that was shed for you. He shed his blood for you. So, everything he has done, he did it for you. So, you can't look at him as uh, somebody that was punished. Philip was moving out. The Spirit of God put him somewhere where Ethiopian Enoch will see him. And Ethiopian Enoch was reading the story of Jesus. Because the Bible is all about Jesus. Christianity is all about Jesus. You don't like him, you don't like Christianity. You don't like Jesus, you don't like church. You can't take Jesus out of your life. He is the center point. So, and the man was reading Isaiah chapter 53. How Jesus will be killed. How he will be betrayed. How he will die for our sin. And Ethiopian Enoch asks Philip, tell me, who was the prophet writing about? Was he talking about himself or another prophet? And Philip said, this man is talking about Jesus. 
the death that he would die for us, that when we receive him, our sins will be forgiven because all our sins will be laid upon him and we are going to enjoy the peace of the Lord. And anybody that believes in what Jesus Christ has done can be baptized by immersion. He was talking about it. And the centurion Enoch said, look, I believe in what Jesus has done. What will prevent me from being baptized? Right there and then, he dipped him into the water in the name of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit and said, you believe Jesus, what Jesus has done? Enjoy grace. And when they came out of the water, Philip literally, physically disappeared again. That's to tell you, this is the gospel. Every other thing is not the gospel. Anybody that preach anything outside of this, will not see the grace of God. Remember, in Genesis 27 verse 3, verse 4, he said, do me a meat prepare a savory meat for me as much as I love so that my soul may bless you. You can prepare another feed that you love. It is me that determine what I love and what I want to bless you. You may like jollof rice. I may like fried rice. You may like pounded yam. I may like beans. Now that you are going to give me a food, give me the food that I do what? That I, and I'm telling you, you hide under the love of Jesus to enjoy the grace of God. Accept what Christ has done, has done for you. Don't establish your own religion. Because once you establish your own religion, you fall out of grace. Jesus is the center of God's favor. He's the center of God's grace. He's the only one we must behold to enjoy grace. That is why we should come boldly under the throne of grace. Once we are under Christ, you should expect favor. And favor of God will fall upon you today in Jesus' name. Say, believe it, amen. amen. Number two way to please God is to let your trouble help you to believe God. Let your trouble help you. No matter what you go through in life, let it lead to faith. Because in Hebrew 11 verse 6, the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why do I start with trouble? There are some things that will not be pleasing. But you know, in anything that is not pleasing to you, if you can bring faith out of it, it will attract favor and your story will change. Say, Pastor, I hear you. It's not every day that you are going to wake up, wake up sand. It's not every day you are going to wake up with a lot of money in your pocket. It's not every day that people will speak good words to you. It's not every day that you are going to feel like singing. There are days that you feel like crying. There are days that things may not move on well. But let whatever move contrary to you lead to your faith growing up in him. God look at your down time and see your attitude to him. Are you using your trouble to destroy your faith? Or you are using your trouble to build your faith? Think about what he has done for you in the past. Use your trouble to build on your faith. And say to yourself, if God can do that for me in the past, he will do this for me today. That was the mind of David when he saw Goliath. He was using his present trouble to build on his faith to move forward. Not running away from the enemy. He said the same God that was with me, and that is in First Samuel chapter 17, beginning from verse 23 to the end. He said, the same God that helped me to fight over Goliath will give me victory over this particular Goliath. And the Lord helped him. 
Because he allowed his present circumstances to build his faith. For instance, maybe you have a budget this month, or you have a goal, or you have a bid to settle, and you don't have your you don't have money. Don't let your lack lead you to complain. But let your lack lead you to praise God and to believe God for more, that God can do the impossible. And let me tell you, it is easier to build your faith when you are in trouble than when you are at peace. That is the truth. That is the truth. People that have trouble build their faith more. They are trusting God for something. They are trusting God for healing. They are trusting God for help. They are trusting God for miracle. And that was why I was excited when uh, when he was singing when he was singing at that well-attended concert. Let's clap for Ijobuke and my husband. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I was, I was just cool because I've been working so much from money, from night, money, service, everything. So I was not too excited. I was actually preserving myself. I was not too excited throughout. But when they brought that man on and he started singing I remember at a time in my life I was singing that song for almost one month and God fulfilled his word in my life. I've shared the story with you. I was not having money. So instead of me complaining when I was planning for my mother's burial, I started singing I was building my faith. Using everything to build my faith towards what God can do. Not complain. If I, if I want to complain, there's nothing I'm going to do. There, there's absolutely nothing. I look at that time as time God wanted to build my complete trust in him. Because at that time, I was not expecting even anything from anywhere. Except God is going to help me. There was no way I was going to expect anything. And God made sure that it was a time that my salary and every other thing in the was stopped. We were preparing my people for retirement. And I was telling my wife then that if they give me everything, I will spend everything on it. But they did not give me. They didn't give me. God wanted me to know that it's my source. Wanted me to know. So I put absolute trust on everybody around me. There was no way they could fill the gap of God. I have to depend on God. To bless me from unexpected quarters. Praise God. So if you are passing through something tonight that you don't like or that is not too pleasant, I want to use your trouble to build your faith and begin to affirm that I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know God is able to do all things exceedingly, abundantly. Keep saying things of faith. Use your trouble to build your faith. When God look at the way you are talking and the way you are using this present circumstance to be your faith, he will have mercy and favor on you. One of the things that God will not like is for you to use your negative time to be abusing him. I've told you that God is not there by democracy. Even Buari that you voted by democracy, if you shout here, he will not say anything. And there's nothing you are going to do. Absolutely nothing. Because some people are for him. That's the truth. But God is there by being God. So being a human being, the only thing you can do is to let your trouble build your faith. Use it to build your faith in him. 
and it will have mercy on you in the name of Jesus. You know, there are so many people that pass through a lot of things and Jesus Christ will say, look, let me tell you, this thing was not there because of the person's sin so that the glory of God will be revealed in him. So, he's just saying that no matter what you are going through, it is not so that it will wreck you or destroy you. So it's, it is so that that thing will build your faith in him. How many of you here tonight will use your trouble to build your faith? Whatever the devil throws at you, may the Lord turn it to a stepping stone. Yeah. A building block. Yeah. That will make you stronger and better in Jesus' name. Yeah. That is the only way you can live by faith. When things are going right, you are thanking him. You are building your faith in the Holy Ghost. When things are going wrong and there's fear, you are building your faith in the Holy Ghost. Because God is always happy with those people that put their trust in him. The Bible says, we stand by faith. We stand by faith. Romans eleven twenty two. 22. He said, all the people that were born physically by God, that is the Israelites. He said, they were rejected because they refused to believe God. He said, you as Gentiles, you are grafted into the family of God by faith. So you have to use everything you have to believe God. Whether you are in trouble, whether you are in glory, whether you are in need, whether you have everything. Everything must lead to you using it to grow your faith. You have to grow your faith. Raise your hands to heaven. Say nothing will put me down. I will keep growing by the faith of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I will live by faith in the mighty name of Jesus. I am a child of faith and I'm going to use everything to grow my faith in the name of Jesus. Say amen loud and clear. Okay, number three way to please God is to live by the help of the Holy Spirit. Live by the help of the Holy Spirit. Live by the help of the Holy Spirit. Anytime you want to live by faith, you have to live by the help of the Holy Let the Holy Spirit inspire you. Holy Spirit has a lot of things that you do not know that it can inspire you to get. Live, like as we are here right now, we are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is here. The Bible says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send you a comforter, also a teacher. He will teach you things from me. Change things that I cannot teach you now. There are some places here on earth you cannot find the Bible. But Holy Spirit, you know a place is called Ibadan. You know a place called Abiyokuta. You know your past, you know your present, you know your future. Are you listening to me now? So, when the Holy Spirit is the one that is your teacher, life, life becomes simpler. Your life becomes better. You are not uh, an unbeliever, an ordinary human being. You should be influenced by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit teaches you, what you have been struggling over for years can be set in a day. You know, me and my wife, we got the power of uh, information yesterday. What information can do that can make things that look so complex so easy in your life. And I was telling her, I said, when we got married newly, my wife would gather clothes and said, today is the day of washing. Oh yeah, Pastor Sida, let's begin to wash her dress. <laughs> I will be washing. We wash. It could be Sunday evening. We'll be washing. Then we graduated and we moved to washing machine. 
that washing machine, you will use one side to wash it and use the other side to what? To spin. Then at the time I said, oh, enough of all this water everywhere. Let's get the one that we wash and spin in the same place. You just put the time and you come back. And my wife was telling me then that I should relax. That uh, I should get more information about it. I said, don't worry. I'll get in the store. So I got the one they call LG. 10 years warranty with all the warranty certificates. And I call uh, Uncle Kwe and the plumber. And they install it. I never knew I was in for another trouble. So, because we believe Adolu is a technical man in our house, we told Adolu the problem. Adolu said, ah, it's because you did not read this aspect in the manual. Ah, if you read this aspect, you should select 14 minutes to select that. We selected 14 minutes. The problem still persisted. Ah. I called the people that sold it. They say, except I allow a man to come and do some things. We called another person. He said, ah, is that LG? So, 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 so. He said, yes, yeah, that's how it will be doing, you know. <laughs> At the time, I became discouraged. So I told my wife, I'm going to buy another one. And she said, no problem, I should buy. So, we went to a store, a pastor, another pastor. And I was pricing the washing machine. So I said, I have one, but I have this problem. And they started laughing at me. And my wife. So I called my wife. I said, come, come, come. See how these people are laughing. He said, ah, there is a boat at the back you will remove. If you don't remove it, the washing machine will fly. It will even destroy itself. There is a particular four knot. You will just remove the four knot. If you don't remove it. And I bought things that would not allow you to shake. I bought so many things. In fact, I don't know the last time I said, maybe you build a house, special house for this machine. My wife said, are you sure? He said, yes. He said, look at the manual. There must be something there. there just look for a spanner and remove. So immediately we came back and said, let's go home, let's go home. Start looking for a spanner. I removed it. And I now put that knee on top to see whether it will fibre. I said, my wife, let's check. 15 minutes, we watch. We put it. We spin. The thing was not moving at all. I said, ah. No wonder God says, I'm the God of all flesh. When a manufacturer says, I said, why did you put the boat in the first instance? Why did you put the boat? Things that troubles you can just be just one information. Just one, one knowledge. In fact, Tosi was sleeping. I went to call. I said, do you know that machine is not vibrating? Tosi said, I believe small. I said, why won't you believe small? You are not there now. <laughs> I said, okay. I will still put the nail on top. To tell you that the nail will not fall. I will still put it on top. Come and watch it. And see. And my wife now asked me, will you still buy another washing machine? I said, no, no, no. I don't need another one. This one is enough. That is... If you allow the Holy Spirit to help you in life, one information can change your story. But most of us, we live on our own. You don't even consult the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the one that has a manual for life. It can give you one information that will improve your acts, that will change your story. All this pain, all this long cries, and we bought that machine around what time then? Was it not December? Around December till now. So we have suffered for five months. We're just removing the boat. This spanner that we used to remove the boat is in the house. 
there was nothing that I did that removing this boat. And everything became cool. All the noise stopped. No vibration, no jumping. In fact, you know, even hear the voice at all. Just by one information. And they told her, you don't need anybody. We, we said technician. You don't need technician. Remove it yourself. Don't call anybody. It's not servicing. You are even lucky that it has not spoiled. Say some people saw it, it will get spoiled. Before they remove it, it's better that you remove. And we did it. And the story was solved just like that. I don't know what information you need the Holy Spirit to give you that will solve your problem. The Lord will give you easily tonight in Jesus' name. Anytime you lack favor, you lack information. There's one particular revelation of information you need to receive from the Lord that will take away the pain. And I can tell you, that information can also shift your mentality about life. My mentality was that, that is, this LG is not good. Maybe I should buy another one that is better or higher. Until I got the information that the same thing, machine is very good. Only that I needed to remove something that is causing it to vibrate. You can buy so many other things to make it firm. Put back glue there. If you do not remove that boat, it will still vibrate. It will still vibrate. And that is what the Holy Spirit can do. In a split second, it can remind you something that you have forgotten. It can teach you something new. It can expose something you need to remove or something you need to add to you. That is how to please God. You please God, number one, by accepting what Christ has done for you. You please God, number two, by living by faith. I, I, allow everything that comes your way to build your faith. God loves faith. He's a God of faith. And number three, by living by the help of the Holy Spirit. Anytime we are, we are here, let's trust God that he will inspire us and say something. I, I watch a clip of a church. And as the man of God was, was preaching, all of them were in full attention. In fact, some of them were even speaking in tongues. They were actually eager and expecting to receive something. Eager and expecting to receive something. And the Holy Spirit to me, when you are eager to receive from me, you get an information that will bless your life. That is the truth. You get an information that will bless your life. If those people, they are tending in the store, if uh, when I was discussing, I said, no, 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 I've made up my mind, I'm going to share another one. Don't worry. They will allow me to carry on with my foolishness. I'll buy another washing machine. It will still behave the same way. They told me, I said, even this one that you are saying you love, it has another boat under. This one is not side. If you don't remove it, ah, this one will even fly. Over fly in here. It will fly and destroy so many things. So if I do not allow them to teach me and explain to them what I've been going through. And for them to tell me what I should do. Uh, definitely, I will still go back into the same error. It's the same way with believers. You keep coming to church. The Holy Ghost wants to hurt to you. Remove from you. And you refuse to let him have his way. You keep struggling in life. Christianity is not a cause for struggle. It's a journey of knowledge. The Bible says God is a God of knowledge. 
By him, actions are will. God loves to inspire knowledge into you. He must be teaching you at all times. I've told you on Sunday, and that's why he was called the teacher. While you are sleeping, he will teach you. When you wake up, he will teach you. When you come to church, he will inspire you. That is the way you'll be built up. It says it is by knowledge that my righteous servant shall be delivered. Every oppression, the only thing that every oppression needs is the right knowledge. Even Luke chapter 4 verse 18, when he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captive. He did not say to just gather. I preach it. You now pick the inspiration and you are delivered. You pick it and you are delivered. You pick it. It's not deliverance. If you are somebody that normally gets angry, it is not by you falling down that the spirit of anger will go. It is by an inspiration into your mind. It will shift your mindset about life. And that anger will die. Every revival that I've been waiting for that will transform Christian, it is through the teachings. Revelation that God will speak to us. And one particular word from the Lord can change your perspective. Your perspective will change your reality. Your reality will become new. All of a sudden, everybody will know you have changed. That's the same thing that happened to Joseph. They said to Joseph, in as much as God has shown you this thing, as much as you know this thing, there is no man wiser than you. He got the inspiration, sir. God help him. Daniel, the same thing in Babylon. His life was transformed by knowledge. And they said, the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom dwell in him. Solomon, same thing. Inspiration. When he look at things, he will draw out conclusions that no man can ever imagine. This is how great men operate. They are men of great insight, great inspiration, great wisdom, great knowledge. And Jesus said, even though my children are eating, wisdom is seen in them. If wisdom is not seen in you, you lack relevant inspiration, relevant knowledge to exercise dominion. These are the three keys that help us to please God. You are living by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You accept what Jesus Christ has done. You use everything around you to build your faith. I pray for you tonight. You will never lack favor. Where other people are crying that we don't know what God is doing, you will never lack grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. All throughout your life, you operate under the favor of God. Nobody will be qualified to pity you. Everyone that sees you will envy you. By the kind of favor that we radiate out of your life in Jesus' name. Stand on your feet and let us pray. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, I receive grace to live by faith. I will use everything that comes my way that I go through. To live by faith. I will not be downcasted. Lord, I will not go down. I will live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Whether I'm on the mountain, whether I'm on the valley, I'm going to live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I know you love faith. I'm going to live by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not go into the era of complaining. I will not go into the era of murmuring. I am born by faith and I'm going to live by faith in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will live by faith. I will not be cut off from grace. I will enjoy faith and I'm going to live by faith. 
It is by faith that you stand. It is by faith. Consider the goodness of God on those who fell. Strategy, but towards goodness. If you continue his goodness, otherwise you'll be cut off. It is by faith that we stand. Lord, I stand by faith and I will live by faith. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to live by faith. The just shall live by faith and I'm going to live by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will not be discouraged. I will not be moved. I will stand by faith. Live by faith. No matter what happened, I'm going to stand by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith on heart? I will stand by faith. I'm going to walk by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Nothing will discourage me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Okay, I want you to pray again. Say, Father, I receive grace to live by the inspiration of of the Holy Spirit. I will not depend on my own knowledge alone. I will live by the help of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will talk to me at all times. I will be inspired by God. I will live by the help of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit will be my reference point. I will be inspired at all times. Even whether I am sleeping, the Holy Spirit will teach me. I will always be taught by the Holy Spirit. I live by the help of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will teach me many things that I do not know. Holy Spirit, help me. I will live by the help of the Holy Spirit. Lord, inspire me at all times, Lord. Let me live by the help of the Holy Spirit. It is the help of the Holy Spirit that makes you a better person. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Say, Father, I accept what Christ has done on my behalf. I will enjoy everything that the Lord has promised. In the mighty name of Jesus. All the good things that the Lord has promised is for my enjoyment. I accept what Christ has done on my behalf. I will enjoy every good things that the Lord has promised. I accept what Christ has done on my behalf and I will enjoy all the good things that the Lord has promised because I belong to Christ. I belong to Christ. Therefore, I will enjoy all the good things that the Lord has promised. Because I belong to Christ, I will enjoy all the good things that the Lord has promised. Because I belong to Christ, I will enjoy all the good things that the Lord has promised. Because I belong to Christ, I will enjoy all the good things that the Lord has promised. In the name of Jesus. Every good thing that the Lord has promised, I'm going to enjoy it here on earth. I will not miss any of my benefits. I will enjoy all the things that the Lord has promised. In Jesus name. The Bible says all the promises of God are yes. And in Christ, amen. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, all the promises of God for my benefit, they are yes in Christ. I receive them into my life. I am a child of favor. Every promises of God that is for my blessing, I receive it as yes. And in him, amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every promises of God, I receive them in Christ. Because of Christ, I will be favored. I will enjoy favor. Unusual favor. I will enjoy healing. I will be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, because we belong to Christ, 
let your healing flow. Let your grace flow. Let your blessing flow. Let answer prayer flow. Every good things that your people are looking up for this month, Father, release them into their life. All because of Jesus. We believe what Christ has done. So let your people enjoy the benefit in the name of Jesus. Father, whatever they will be going through, it will not take them down. It will take them up in faith in the name of Jesus. We receive grace to live by faith. Always and not by fear in the name of Jesus. We also receive inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Teach us every day in the name of Jesus. When your people are sleeping, Father, teach them. When they wake up, teach them. When they come to church, teach them. Let their life be full of your inspiration. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you have been blessed tonight, shout hallelujah.